Hello, and welcome to An Encouraged Heart. Thank you for joining me for Bible study. We are currently studying Being a Disciple, Counting the Real Cost. If you have not had a chance to purchase the Bible study, please go online to Preset Ministries International. Today we will read scriptures from John chapter 15. Let's begin first um, with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to come together in this way. Again, I'm so thankful for technology. I pray that every listener, no matter where you are, uh, will receive your word today and apply your word most of all. And of course, that includes me. I pray that you will help each one of us to know you more, to truly know you personally as we open your word. I ask that your spirit continues to draw each one of us closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your workbooks, please turn to page 41. Otherwise, open your Bibles, please, to the Gospel of John, chapter 15. We're going to look today at verses 1 through 8 and also verse 16. Okay, so beginning in the observation section on page 41. It reads as follows. We are now going to look at John 15, but first let's put ourselves into context. In chapters 13 and 14 of John, Jesus is still in the upper room with his disciples. Judas leaves to betray him. John 14 closes with this statement from Jesus. Get up, let us go from here. Jesus and his 11 disciples then leave the upper room to proceed to the Garden of Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives, where Jesus will eventually be arrested after Judas betrays him with a kiss. Eleven of the twelve have remained faithful. One has walked away. Judas didn't walk away in John 6 when Jesus turned to the twelve and said, Will you go away also? However, he has now. Judas chose not to abide, not to remain in his relationship with Jesus Christ. This, we believe, is what prompted Jesus to teach what it means to abide and what happens if we don't. Okay? Uh, Regarding John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, it says here as well, this is an allegory. An allegory is like an extended metaphor. It's a description of one thing using the image of another. Okay. On page 42, it tells us how we will be marking our passage. It says here, mark every reference to Jesus with a cross. Mark every reference to fruit with a small apple figure. And also put a box around every reference to the word abide. If it says does not abide, then add a slash through the box. Okay? So again, John chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. I am the true vine. So, of course, Mark I, referring to Jesus. And I would also say Mark Vine, true vine actually. And my father is the vine dresser, so mark my. Verse 2, every branch in me, mark me, that does not bear fruit. This is where you would draw a, a 
an apple. He takes away in every branch that bears fruit, again, mark fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Again, mark the word fruit. The next verse, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So, of course, you would mark I in that verse. Verse 4, abide in me and I in you. So, here you would box the word abide. And you would also mark me and you would mark I. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So you would mark fruit, you would box abides. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Again, box abide and mark me. Moving on to the next verse, verse 5, which is on page 43. I am the vine. Again, mark I and the word vine, referring to Jesus. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him. So you would um, box abides, you would mark me, mark I as well. He bears much fruit, mark the word fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Of course, here you would mark me. Verse six, if anyone does not abide in me, here you would um, box the word abide and draw a slash through it. Um, You would also mark me. He is thrown away as a branch and dries up, and they gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Verse 7, if you abide in me, box the word abide, um, and also mark me, continuing, and my words abide in you. So you would, of course, mark my box abide. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. The last verse, verse 8, my father is glorified by this. So you would mark my, that you bear much fruit, mark fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. So you would mark my there. So as always, um, I'm going to reread the passage without interruption. If you did not um, get all the markings, um, please feel free to do those as I read through them. Um, through the verses a second time. Verse one, I am the vine, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me, and every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples." Okay, Um, 
so again, as always, we have a number of questions to um, address pertaining to this passage. The first, it says, what does Jesus liken himself to? What does he liken the disciples to? Well, in verse 1, Jesus refers to himself as the true vine, and also he refers to himself as the vine in verse 5. Um, he likens the disciples to branches, and we see that um, in verse 5 as well. Okay, question number 2. What did you learn from marking abide? What happens to those who abide in Jesus? And it says, uh, be thorough in your answer. Well, in verse four, Jesus says, those who abide in him will bear fruit uh, in the same manner as branches bear fruit because they abide in the vine. Again, we read that Jesus likened himself to a vine and his disciples to branches. In verse five, Jesus said, those who abide in him will bear much fruit and apart from him, we can do nothing. Also in verse seven, Jesus says, if we abide in him and his word in us, whatever we ask, it will be done here. I think because someone is so connected, so deeply rooted in Christ, um, then their prayers would be in accordance with the will of God and, of course, his word. Okay. Um, the next question, what happens to those who do not abide in Jesus? And um, we can refer to a couple of scriptures. Verse 2, it says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, um, he takes away. And... The he, let me read that for you just to, for clarification. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, referring to um, God the Father, who is the vine dresser. Also, verse 6 says that anyone um, who does not abide in, in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Okay, so that is um, answering question three again. What happens to those who do not abide in Jesus? Okay, continuing to the next question. What proves that a person is a true disciple of Jesus Christ? Um, I think here uh, the answer is found um, in verse eight. It says, my father is glorified by this that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Okay. So bearing, bearing good fruit, much fruit. Okay. Moving on to the next question. It says, now think about what you learned in week three of this study and about the two gates, two trees and two men here in John 15, you have those who abide and those who like Judas do not abide. Do you see any similarities? Where does the wide gate lead? What happens to the tree that does not bear good fruit? What happens to the foolish man? What happens to the branch or disciple that does not abide? Okay. Um, we found out that um, in a previous episode that the wide gate leads to destruction. 
We found that in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. Um, we also um, read in Matthew 7, verse 19, that every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Also, um, in Matthew 7, 26, we read in a previous episode as well that everyone who hears the words of Jesus and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Of course, it did not stand and does not stand. Um, those who do, do not establish their lives in Christ um, are on a path to destruction. The last question reads, if you are a true disciple of Jesus Christ, will you bear fruit? Where will the fruit come from? How will it come? Yes, a true disciple of Jesus Christ will bear much fruit, as it says in verse 5. And we will also um, bear more fruit as well um, due to pruning, and that is referenced in verse 2. Um, also, um, going back to verse eight, it says, my father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Um, also the fruit comes from the Lord's spirit, um, working in and through us as we abide in him, abiding in him, meaning that we're obeying him. Um, we are remaining faithful to him, committed to him. Um, putting our relationship with him above all other relationships. Okay. Now we are going to continue by reading John chapter 15, verse 16. If you have your workbooks, um, please turn to page 44. Here it says that we are to mark every reference to the word disciples and mark every reference to fruit. So again, we're drawing an arrow each time we come to a reference referring to disciples. And um, we're gonna simply draw a small apple regarding the fruit, okay? Each time we come to fruit. So verse 16 reads as follows. You did not choose me, but I chose you. So mark you and you and appointed you, again, mark you, that you would go and bear fruit. You would mark you again, and also the word fruit, and that your fruit, mark your and fruit, would remain, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, mark you, he may give it, give it to you. He may give to you. So again, you're marking you there as well. So let me reread that verse without interruption. You did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name he may give to you okay so the first question what do you learn from these verses about the true disciples of Jesus well we found out that um, Jesus has chosen and appointed um, his disciples, and they are to bear fruit. The second question, what do you learn about their fruit? It says here that their fruit is to remain. And the last question, verse 3, what is promised to them? 
um, what is promised to them is that whatever um, they ask of the Father in the name of the Lord, He will give it to them. This verse, of course, is similar to a verse that we read in the last episode, and that was actually John chapter 15, verse 7. Let me read that to you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So again, this means that um, a person who abides truly in the Lord and in his word, um, here we know that that person's prayers would be in accordance um, with the will of the Father, the will of God. Okay? And so um, it does say again, that whatever the person wishes, it will be done for them. And that is similar to what we just read in the second half of that verse. Again, let me just repeat that. Um, It says, um, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Okay, so if you're abiding in Christ, of course, you're bearing um, much fruit and um, you're seeking him, you're following after him, and, and that person, of course, um, their prayers would be in accordance with the will of God, okay? Uh, before I close for um, this week, week four, um, there is a wrap-it-up section. I like to read that to you, so bear with me, and that's on page 45 if you have the workbook. Now, how has God spoken to you What has he shown you in these last number of minutes? Um, How do you feel? What are your questions? Does your life bear fruit to one degree or another? What is fruit? It is the product of believing and obeying Jesus. If you have time, spend a few minutes in short one-sentence prayers telling God what is on your heart in respect to what you have learned. If you would like to study the life of Jesus Christ more thoroughly, you would love the International Inductive Study Series book on Luke titled The Call to Follow Jesus. And that is published by Harvest House Publishers. It is a study designed for small groups, Sunday school classes, home cell groups, or individual study. It requires about 15 minutes of homework a day and includes a weekly Discussion. So again, this is an additional resource from Precept Ministries International. Well, again, um, I pray that today's lesson um, was a blessing to you. And as always, I encourage you to go back and reread today's passage and reread perhaps um, all the passages from this week. Um, also, if you have not already done so, I encourage you to share my podcast with a friend. Take care, and I look forward to you joining me next time for week five of our Bible study. God bless.